Hey everyone, thanks for joining us today on O-Face Wrestling. This is your host, JT. Today I'm joined by my co-host, Jaxie, and we are joined by Aisha Raymond. So thanks for joining us today, Aisha. Hello, podcast world. <laughs> so um, for everyone watching this, if you don't know already, um, Aisha Raymond was in the very first ever WWE uh, May Young's Classic Tournament. And she had her match against, you know, the great Tony Storm, who's, you know, doing a lot of things in NXT right now. So um, it's a true honor to have you on the show, especially because I was a big fan of the Mae Young Classic. And I remember seeing you in that match and you stood out to me because I really liked your look. Like you had like the little paint mm-hmm. on your nose. And I thought it was I, I love face paint and all that kind of stuff. So <laughs> you you really stood out. And um, it's kind of like shame on me that I. There was so many women in that, you know, um, tournament that I liked in general. Like, I just never got around to, like, kind of following up with everyone. But um, after doing some of the research that I've done on you since, you know, uh, we scheduled this interview, I've been seeing a lot of your matches. And I I really dig, you know, a lot of your, you know, outfits and your character and stuff like that. So I'm excited to learn more about you and learn more about, you know, everything about, like, your character and stuff like that. Um, But I like to do ladies first. So, Jaxie, do you want to get started with the first question? Oh, well, how lovely of you, JT. Thank you. So, um, yeah, let's just kind of jump straight into it. I want to go with, like, a really fun one. And I kind of want to know what your favorite wrestling stipulation is. My favorite wrestling stipulation? Mm -hmm. For some reason, uh, a count out. I love that the suspenseful in my head that match should always end with a tussle around the ring some kind of suspense somebody gets hurt somebody gets injured and they get to the ring just before the ref calls the 10 and I just love it I don't care how many times it's been done but that's my favorite ever I just I I think it's like awesome I like how some wrestlers like time it so perfectly where they jump in the ring right at like when it's about to hit 10 seconds. I'm just like wondering if anyone's ever like screwed up and didn't make it unintentionally. But like I, I know y'all like it has to be stressful on y'all to try to time it so perfectly to make it seem so like as intense as possible. Yeah. I mean, I, I've never done one. I've only watched it because I'm just in that fear that I maybe will screw it up. I know I will. Um. <laughs> no, I think you'd be fine, to be honest with you. But, um, yeah, so uh, my first question, and, and I kind of mentioned this, you know, when I was doing a little introduction and stuff like that. I am a huge fan of wrestlers with really, like, dope, like, um, characters, you know, their image, their attire, stuff like that. So um, this is kind of a little bit of an evolution kind of question. So when I first, you know, discovered you, like I mentioned at the May Young Classic, I really dug your look. I thought it was really awesome looking. And then, like I said, when I started doing research, I saw like, I saw that match um, with Melina Gray, where you had the Predator kind of like gear coming out with the mask and stuff like that. So I just want to know, like, what is the inspiration to all these different, you know, looks and stuff like that, especially like the Predator gear? Like, I, I really have to know. Um, um, to be to be honest with you completely, it's um, my life motto, my life mantra has always been live to be different and your difference can change the world. And no matter what I've done in my life or how I've walked, I've always done things slightly 
across the norm. So I, I like to stand out and I, I like trying to bring a different thing to what is my product. There's so many def di different dimensions that I've been able to use to my character over my career, whether it had been the Amazon, the female predator, big film Vader, you know, going to Japan and learning all that other stuff. But when it came to putting all the little trinkets in, the, the predator mask was just a long time coming, to be fair. Like I was told to get that probably about four years ago and I just didn't do it because I didn't want to be one of those people who at one point there was like a boom of masks and face paint and all this other stuff and I was just like I really want to do it but everybody's doing it too and then <laughs> with the face paint at the classic like I love 80s hair metal and 80s rock and like I grew up um, listening to, to guys like Kiss and I was just like this is my one opportunity to live out my fantasy so I kind of will <laughs> <laughs> So with like the predator look, so it basically like the predator was like your character, and then because of the fact that was your character, it was like you know I have to actually wear like the actual predator gear from like the movie. So is that what you're basically saying? Oh yeah, I mean when it comes to the Japanese audience, they're very like, when it comes to gimmicks and props and things like that, it gets over really well. So when I went over, the the thing that my friend literally said to me is, "You have to do it. Like you have to do it now, or you're never going to do it." People still call you the female predator, Amazon in Japan. So just do it, and it will work. And it did. Yeah, it was really dope looking. When I saw that, I was like, just like, wow. Like, you know, and like you mentioned, like standing out, like standing out in wrestling is really important because there are thousands of wrestlers out there, you know, trying to make a name for themselves. And you can't just, you know, blend in with the bunch. You have to stand out in some way, shape or form. And mass, you know, your attire, your look is really important, especially like, you know, if you're trying to like get to like WWE or so like characters and being the all around entertainment is extremely important. That's what they look for. And I, I definitely feel like, you know, like you definitely have been standing out. Like I said, you always had the dope looks and stuff like that. So um, I like what you're doing. You stand out and uh, obviously you stood out enough, you know, for WWE to reach out to you as well. So, you know, good job so far. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Now, Jackson, your turn. I'm going to kind of piggyback off of JT's uh, questions. Um, just kind of actually going back to what you were talking about, the Predator costume, especially during the Melanie Gray um, match. Who designed your gear? Um, I did. I did? Yeah, I... There's a very, very, very good um, seamstress up here in Scotland. So her name is Tracy Pretens. And she was working a lot with the company that I was working for at the time. And I was in Japan and I was seeing all these different kind of like different kimonos and different kind of battle armor. And then for some reason, I just wanted a belt. So I just started drawing up all of these different stuff and I sent a load of these things to her and it went from having shoulder pads to me ripping off the shoulder pads one day and the shoulder pads became knee braces, but I was the one that designed it. Oh, cool. <laughs> well, was, that was definitely one of the coolest looks. I must admit, I really enjoyed seeing the, the Predator mask, especially because my partner is a huge Predator fan anyway. So um, he's, got his, he's actually got a mask just like that as well. <laughs> Weirdly enough, I've actually got it right here. Like somebody gave me the um the predator. Can I see it on camera? Yay! Oh actually, well, yay! The green screen oh, is wow, ruining that's so it. Cool. So, um, one of the guys from the Fierce Females Dojo gave it to me just before Christmas, and I was just like, oh, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> 
so um like with the predator like um did like, i know a lot of people this is kind of a little going off topic out of the rest of them, but like i know when alien versus predator came out a lot of people did not like it like what did you ever see it and what was your opinion if you did I had to see it. Of course I saw it. I The thing is, I, I liked it because I appreciated both movies, but nothing will ever top the first Alien movie for me and the first Predator movie. It was just nice seeing it together. Everybody hated Freddy vs. Jason too. Exactly. I, just I don't know things, why. I, I think an idea, an idea that sounds good to put two of them in the movie and then, and then it just kind of doesn't go right. Because I think the only issue with, with that movie per, per se is that you know, when you compare Predator in the first movie compared to Predator in Alien versus Predator, um, he's not the the type to work alongside humans. So it made no sense that he was willing to work alongside. They, they've got too much pride. When you go back to, you know, the whole, you know, uh, pride of him taking off his mask and showing Arnie his face, you know, there's no way he's, gonna expose himself like that unless he expects to be killing that guy so then when you get to the alien versus predator movie you just think well he just killed anyone who's in his way regardless as to whether or not they're human or alien yeah i mean even but i mean i still actually liked it the action for me was really good so i didn't slay the movie no i like the action explosions too but i agree with you they weren't like my i the one thing i did especially when i started using the character a lot more was research a lot into the actual the race and the race only kill those who are worthy to them, so they don't kill unworthy people. So mm. the fact that he was just randomly killing whoever, whenever, whenever he wanted was just completely against the actual, yeah, the actual backstory. So I was just like, and mm. technically, like he saw her as worthy, which yeah. is why he marked her. So it's like technically, isn't she your enemy then? Isn't she the one that you'd be wanting to go for? But you're the you killed other randomers <laughs> that probably aren't worthy and kept the one that is worthy of life so it's a complete contradiction of the first one that being said though i still liked it i, I really did i thought the acting was great in it as well so like i don't think that that let it down either so yeah it was like one of my favorite um all time it was like one of my favorite all-time movies honestly and i think like i, I don't remember the whole storyline on the the original one because it's been so long i just remember him and arnold schwarzenegger duking it out throughout the movie but I think it was kind of more of a, like, that wasn't, the the predators were there to kill the aliens. It was, like, their mission. The humans, you know, obviously they're not a threat, really, you know, realistically. And he didn't seem to have much interest in killing any of the humans, even that old guy. Like, he, um, the only reason he even, like, killed him is because he, like, shot the fire at him, you know? So it's, like, I think it was one of those, like, I'm not here to kill her they were already at a disadvantage because their guns were taken away at the very beginning. They weren't where they were supposed to be. And the aliens already killed two of the predators. So I think it was one of those, why not join up with this girl? She seems worthy. I think she, didn't she like save his life or something like that? I'm trying to think something happened. I really do remember. I haven't, I haven't watched that movie in, in, in quite a few years. I must admit. Yeah, I'll something. rewatch it for you. And then. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of want to rewatch it. Let us know. Um, uh, <laughs> everyone watching this will not now want to go um rewatch Alien vs Predator. It was a good really movie. Well People <laughs> like the the pickle movies, and it's not perfect, you know. I, I get it. It's 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 two major icons in a movie together. People expected to be to their liking, and I guess it wasn't. But we all liked it, so that's all that matters. 
So I think it's my turn now, Jaxie. As well. Yes. Okay. So now my uh, question for you is kind of going back to the May Young Classic. So it's kind of a two question and one kind of thing. So how did you get that opportunity? Um, and then also tell me a little bit about your experience doing the May Young Classic. Um, I'll answer it backwards. The experience was phenomenal. And it was basically uh, a chance for someone who had lived, breathed and ate wrestling from God knows when to just literally in full scale you know I got to go through the performance center it was just a a dream come true um getting the opportunity at the time my trainer um was Robbie Brookside the now NXT trainer and um I guess just me completely keeping in contact all the time with him and seeing the work that I was doing was what led me up to that position oh wow yeah, I mean, it, I it's always, always I kind of want to pick <laughs> back off of exactly kind of what you were talking about. Um, but just backtrack a little about kind of what really inspired you to go into get into a, a career of wrestling um, and whether or not there were any specific wrestlers that inspired you to want to become a wrestler. Um, I just literally, the story that I told at the Classic is completely true, and I say it all the time. I grew up watching wrestling with my brothers and my grandfather, and it was literally, I, I, I saw that, and that was what I wanted to do. Um, it was wrestlers like Chris Jericho, who literally, like to me, encaptured like the entertainment and the athleticism of wrestling from his career in WCW and Japan, and then coming to WE. It was just like, ugh. And then when I saw China walk out that day and grab Terry literally in that Nelson and rag her around, I literally I turned to my brother. That. I went, I'm going to do that. That's going to be me. <laughs> and it happened. Um, but that that was me. I just I literally loved it. It was something that I fell in love with. I wasn't particularly extremely athletic when I was growing up. I know I'm quite big, but um I just love the mix of athleticism and entertainment, and that's what wrestling was for me. Mm. That's great. Thanks. <laughs> so speaking of that, like the athleticism, entertainment, like how do you feel like how much of like the kind of like the because obviously when you watch wrestling, you just look at like the athleticism and the end ring kind of stuff. Like, how do you feel like important it is also like the blend in like everything else like the promos and like the entrance and the character and stuff like that to me the hardest thing now is the the generation we have now where your social media is the most important (laughs) (laughs) Um, we drilled promos over and over and over again and and to be honest it it still is one of the things that i i lack in doing as much and i should do it all the time um i really should um but in terms of just kind of meshing everything together, I always found the action part in the ring and the athleticism more easier for me. Um, it, to me, what scares me now is the social media aspects of making that a full package of a wrestler. I'm just like, oh, bad juju. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, social media can be a really good thing and a really bad thing. Um, obviously like we see it being used in storylines all the time AWWE, like they're making it part of the storylines like feud will start based off of two wrestlers tweeting each other and stuff like that then um i know like for indie wrestlers like a lot of them like to interact with their fans on social media um 
it, it, it plays a big role in them getting their name out there and promoting themselves yeah. and their merch and stuff like that. So it, it, it is like really important. But then, you know, there's also the negativity that you may or may not see. If you tweet the wrong thing, it may resurface years later. And really, like I've seen that happen with WWE wrestlers all the time, you know, like, oh, 10 years ago, Billy Bob tweeted this and now he's Set taken this. out TV. And yeah, so it's. It's pretty intense, but yeah, like you know, a lot of wrestlers have used social media to get themselves over, and it it, it definitely works. You know, it's just at the same time, I understand some people just don't like social media, and I get it. You know, I'm kind of personally trying to weed myself off of it, just because it just it sucks on the mental, and it also can be very distracting as well. Like I find myself at work always checking yeah. Twitter or something like that, and it's like, oh, and then my supervisor walks by. It can also be a huge support system. Yeah, it can do it, definitely. Uh, I mean, Aisha, for, for you, um, you mentioned that you have brothers. So um, have, you, have you got quite a few? Are they older, younger? I've got two older brothers. Um, one of them uh, currently lives, they both actually live in London. <laughs> and uh, oh, okay. a younger sister. Oh, okay. So they must be your biggest fans then whenever I've done something they've clipped it they've shared it they share it between their friends um when the classic actually happens they everybody all my family were in Jamaica I was wrestling in Japan at the time and they were able to show the footage to my grandfather who's uh-huh. passed away now but at the time he was quite ill but just having him being able to see that with the entire family just meant so much to me no oh. Well, I mean, I'm really sorry to hear your loss, but I know that he probably is super proud of what you've managed to accomplish so far. I mean, my, I know my family are my biggest fans, but sometimes it's it's hard because they, I've never brought them in on the kind of, it sounds weird. They're not kayfabe. I haven't unkayfabe them. So everything that they watch on the TV is what they watch. I remember they saw me basically fall on my face from like, the edge of a ring and my nan was sitting over a balcony watching this match in fright and terror because she thought something I was going to die <laughs> but in the entire theatrical point of wrestling they still haven't my sister knows but my, my nan not so, my nan and my mom quite cottoned on to that yeah no, no. No. I can imagine that I've got three <laughs> sisters and you know we we've all at some point watched wrestling in our lives myself and my twin sister are just more very much more involved with it than my other two but I could already tell you they know about kayfabe and everything but if I was involved in that my sisters would probably be like the biggest angriest people on social media against anyone I was would feud with uh just because they could so I can imagine your siblings would probably be the same yeah no they really are like my <laughs> sister really 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 disliked Katie Ray after um WOS because she she yeah. was the one on the other side but because it was it was the <laughs> feud. we're all feuding so she was like you're the good guy that was a bad guy when she saw the um multi-women's match that was oh, the person okay. that she didn't like so I was like oh well Katie's doing her job then she's a heel um, so- <laughs> Well, at least you know she's got your back yeah I know yeah, that's also <laughs> very true and scary at the same time <laughs> yeah <laughs> so like this just came to me too and um this is actually not one of the questions I have written down here but it just like came to my mind um so um after like you mentioned like your family and all like it has a really big support system for you and everything like that so and you and also like you mentioned the May Young Classic and stuff like that. So after the May Young Classic, like how did that affect your career? Did you get like a crap load of bookings, um, a lot of like 
podcast requests, stuff like that. Like, does things kind of like blow up for you after that? Yeah, yeah, it was it was really weird. Like, I don't hand again. I already told you I don't handle social media very well, so I didn't mm-hmm. handle it as well as I should have at the time. And I'm learning now. Lockdown has made me learn. Um, but there was like a floodload of like messages going in through to my wrestler page for Facebook. It's a, but I had message requests in my Instagram, like 120 message requests long. And I was just like, yeah. oh, brain. Hurts. <laughs> um, but you, you, you try as much to deal with it as much as you can. Um, in terms of like bookings and things like that, I got more work in Europe. So I started working a lot more in Germany and Austria. Uh, I really wanted to go back to France. I did that too. Um, and obviously I went back to Japan for a, a more extended period of time. Well, that's, that, that's really good that, you know, you definitely got a lot of the bookings and all. I can understand. Like, the, I can definitely understand how it could be like a little overwhelming with say, social media. <laughs> myself. Oh yeah, go for it, Jack. It's, yeah, the, it's, the, it's the, when your phone goes off and you're like, ah, stop, just. Go I'm away. just going to jump in because you said you um, enjoyed coming Germany, um, and so I just want to know what was it like wrestling there. I mean, it is. I'm just wondering in terms of you know wrestling in Germany, France, and those other places in in Europe. Um, how different is it um, compared to like you know being able to then experience some um, a level of the Mae Young Classic? Um, the, the wrestling for GWF was is like was amazing and is amazing. I mean, it's not to say was because it's just wrestling isn't happening right now. Um, mm. But Berlin and German wrestling and GWF was like one of my like most loved moments and is one of my lo- most loved things to do. I love the company. I love the promotion. I love the people around there and the fans are so receptive and it's really weird. Um, they crowned me their first black champion in Berlin, you know, oh, wow. with the crowds roaring, with that things like that, like, makes me think any stereotype that anybody may have doesn't exist not in my perspective I'm sorry I don't well big congratulations to that that's an uh, that's history making right there so uh, what very congratulations thank you so yeah congratulations as well and I mean especially like as far as like history making um and this question kind of goes with this so Obviously, at WrestleMania, we saw, you know, two women main event WrestleMania. Um, and this is, like, the first time, like, two black women main event at WrestleMania. So I, I typically always ask this question. So if you had an opportunity to main event WrestleMania and you could choose anyone as your opponent, who would you select? Right now, if I could, if, if anybody, if I could do a creator roster... I would love to do the rematch that we couldn't get to do because of COVID and travel restrictions and everybody just changing lives. I want to wrestle Jamie Hayter again at WrestleMania. I think it would be amazing. (laughs) That would be interesting. The last time she wrestled, she threw me for a door. So like... um, (laughs) (laughs) Retribution is still yet to come then. I never got a rematch. Like I did... I went to Japan, she went to Japan, and then we just never... (laughs) It's just like, oh. Well, we'll have to keep an eye out and hopefully we'll get to see that rematch at some point. <laughs> yeah, fingers but, crossed. I mean, um, even kind of going off from... Kind of going off from what we were talking about, live events and things like that, Um, I, I did want to kind of ask like a more serious question, which is kind of, um, have you had to deal with any sort of hecklers that have may 
may have like been a lot more you know aggressive towards uh, persons of color um and how have you managed to handle those sorts of situations if you have uh, found yourself in one um it's really weird like the only experience i've had recently and i, I say that recently and it's just traumatic to say this recently is i was wrestling for a company in edinburgh and there is no disrespect towards this company whatsoever because when I finish the story, it will make you feel better. Um, I was making my entrance to the ring and somebody in the crowd shouted, something, 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 go back to your own country. But I didn't hear it. Finished the match, did everything, did whatever I could. Mm-hmm. And when I came back up, my three friends um, were stood asking if I'd heard what, what happened. Um, they dragged this guy up to apologize to me because obviously things like that don't happen. And at the same time, Ollie Brown, Rampage was there. And Rampage was furious. The guy did apologize in the end, but more people were in shock that something like that actually happened now for, for no reason. Like, if you want me to go back to my own country, well, then I'll take a five hour train back to England. Okay. Um, <laughs> but that's as far as I'm going. <laughs> but. Um, when it was done, I didn't actually tell the promoter, which is my fault. That I didn't think it was an issue that needed to be brought up. It was sorted out there and then. You know, the guy apologized, mm. what have you. But the promoter did message me back and he apologized. He felt terrible for what had happened. And he just he felt terrible that I didn't come to him and tell him. And I didn't feel like he needed to apologize for that because it wasn't his fault. Um, I also I didn't want to bring up the subject because I didn't want his company to be labeled as something that it's not that's one bad egg yeah. in the crowd it has nothing to do with him and it was sorted out of course yeah well I'm glad that it was kind of you know it was picked up on and I'm glad that it it was addressed I'm very glad that he also apologized and I hope he meant it but um, I'm also very sorry that something like that happened to you uh, I mean it sounds really weird but you become I, I don't know if it's wrestling for so long in different parts of England and for different places in England but there there are certain things that you it's a horrible sentence but you kind of become sensitized to it because I generally didn't hear it apparently it was so loud but I didn't it was just like yeah yeah and it shouldn't be that way that's a horrible thing to say I shouldn't nobody should think that way but that's exactly Mm. what happened yeah there's just there's just bad people out there to just have the bad mindset sometimes people get too into the shows as well where they they'll say things that they shouldn't say um i understand why like the promoter would apologize even though it's not his fault like because i go to an indie promotion by my um house called mcw and a lot of the same people go every show so you know for all you know that person who said that could be a regular for that show. And, uh, you know, of course the, the owner of the promotion probably, you know, doesn't want you to think that, Oh, Hey, that's the kind of crowd they have stuff like that. So it's like, I, I totally understand. I would do the same thing if I was a promoter and I had a fan, you know, yell something inappropriate as well. Cause I mean, I see people, they, they say pretty mean things at the, the like any event I go to, it's nothing to that severity or anything like that. But like, people like they just get so into the show and they just they don't really think sometimes they just you know they could be kind of rude and ignorant and not think about it but then depending on what they say that could be who they are and they're just being a dick like you know so but yeah people like just people just get so into the show and they yell these things especially at the heels they are yelling mean things at the heels and i get it they're a heel you're Mm -hmm. as a fan you're kind of supposed that's how it works but you know you have to learn you know that a this is kayfabe yeah, and then B, don't yeah. go too far, you know, at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, I, I feel bad for the fans getting labelled with it. Sometimes, sometimes the wrestlers get a little bit carried away. I mean, I, I remember being in, in, I was in a four-person faction in Norwich and there was a, a promo being cut after the show with a tag team that was in the ring. And the wrestler that was in the ring decided to look at the four black people on the outside and tell us to go back to our concrete jungle where wow. everybody in the building realized what he said was wrong, but he was so in the moment that he was still going, you this, but everyone was silent. We all just kind of looked at each other like, uh, did that just happen? <laughs> wow. But, uh, <laughs> but I mean, I don't know how someone like that could openly speak like that in front of so many people and actually not feel how embarrassed you, they are I wasn't how you are portraying themselves to the world as this ugly person <laughs> it's um mind-blowing <laughs> yeah some people that's just like a part of their kind of like their culture and they just don't understand like the things they say it can be offensive like I know Jerry the King Lawler like he says stuff all the time on commentary and it's like why would you say that like you know he's like still in his mind he's living in the 90s where like it was like semi like okay to say this like he made that comment about one of the um what are they called the lucha um, house party people like he said something like a jumping bean or something like that and people on twitter are like why would he say this and stuff like that so some people that's just how they are and they just don't realize how it comes off like to them it's normal and okay but to society it's not yeah no I, I don't know why they still put him in front of a mic but yeah well this isn't about Jerry Lawler <laughs> you made it about him now it, it was about, about I had to use that example you know since I saw him on Wrestlemania I was like oh he's my trying God, to get those Twitter hits exactly he gets them he gets them um but yeah that's all the questions I had did you have any more Jaxie um I do have one more um, so, uh, Ayesha, just in, in general now, like in your current uh, state, in terms of wherever you are based now, if you could choose any promotion, any promotion, which promotion would you m most want to work for at this moment in time? At this moment in time, if I could choose any promotion which I would want to work for, mm -hmm. I can honestly say I would want to make Fierce Females what I think it should be. I don't. I, I am still a wrestler, don't get me wrong, but I literally want to have the promotion that you talk about now. I'm tired of talking about everybody else's promotion. It's my turn. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's great. And I, great. I know I said, this, I said this last recording, I know, Jackson, you were probably hoping she would say AEW, is that correct? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> He always thinks that. Like, okay, I must admit, I do really, right now, AEW is probably my favourite promotion. I must admit that. But it's mainly because of the wrestlers that are be, we're seeing on it, okay? So it's not actually, like, the, fa the, the promotion, okay? So I'm always <laughs> asking this because I'm curious. And it also helps me actually get an idea of, of promotions that I might not necessarily know about. So no, I'm not always looking for, <laughs> for an AEW answer. <laughs> if you're asking if I would like an AEW contract or any of those other contracts, I mean, like, just throw them at me and I'll, I'll read them all the I mean, more. I'm not going to lie. If I could choose an opinion <laughs> for you right now, I apologize about that. If you heard that sneeze in the background. <laughs> yeah, I think we heard it. Um, 
<laughs> I'm so sorry. That was really loud and that really <laughs> terrified me. That was my current no. Um, yeah, sorry. If there is one person that I could actually um, ask for you to face right now, I'd love to see you versus Jade Cargill from AEW right now. Um, yeah, I would really love to see that. So if I can get that to happen, trust me, I will make that happen. Oh, okay. You want to hear something funny? <laughs> somebody else said that to me the other day. Oh, really? I did, yeah, I did another. I did another interview, and somebody said that to me the other day, and I was like, oh, okay. Maybe I should get. She's she's been doing so well, uh, as well as her uh, Red Velvet. Um, they both of those women really stand out, especially when they were in that tag match for me. And I love both of those women. Mm -hmm. And I think when I was doing, obviously, doing some research and um, in preparation for this, um, and just kind of watching the way that you move and and, and stuff, for some reason, I really felt like uh, Jade just popped up in my head as like a really good opponent that would be like uh, a really good opponent for you. Um, so yeah, if I can, um, if if I end up making any uh, acquaintances in AEW, that is one of those uh, requests that I will try to truly make. Ooh, you work from your side. I'll get better at social media, and we'll see what we can do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll do it together. We'll tackle this together and get my dream map. <laughs> <laughs> and I just I would wanted love to, to actually see the, the the female predator just turn up on AEW and oh. show Jade a thing or two. Maybe maybe put a little bit of worry in her boots. <laughs> Hint, hashtag big fem fader to AEW. Yes. yes. <laughs> gonna get that hashtag going. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um uh and, and I'm gonna throw in my like dream match for you and AEW since Jaxie um just did her. So she said Jade, I would love that, but I really would like to see versus her rival right now, Red Velvet. I think the whole like power and athleticism oh, kind of yeah. together, I think that would make a really fun match. And you'd be surprised like how well you like his, you know, what was that? Yeah. I said I was just saying these are two of the hottest women. So either way, I would I would be happy to see her uh, see Aisha face either woman. This will work. Why don't we do uh, Joshi rules? We make it a triple threat match. Oh, even better. Yeah. Can we, okay, can we, we might have to see how see if we can get this done now. <laughs> Yes, we do. Can we add uh, yeah. a, a hardcore <laughs> stipulation and bring out the thumbtacks and all that tables and all that that uh, Thunder Rose and Britt Baker had? <laughs> I'm a wrestler. I don't do weapons. No. <laughs> oh, no, wait. What if what if we have it so that this becomes Aisha's countout match? That's true. That, that would be very good. All three women slide in the ring at the same time. Oh, crowd yeah. goes wild. <laughs> see. Exactly. And then it's like, you know, we're going to have to have a rematch because these women were so good. They all came back in. See, we booked it for them already. Now we we'll exactly. Say 5%. exactly. The groundwork now. So all they need to do is just get it done. <laughs> so you guys start on those. So, yeah, so you give us a call and our people will contact your people. Yeah. <laughs> we're all written down. <laughs> and we actually do that. Like every time we interview a wrestler and we bring up some kind of hashtag or some kind of tweet, we actually do it like after the recording. So uh, we're not joking. Like, <laughs> we'll do it. I'm not I'm not joking either. I will be bombarding <laughs> people with this. Share this. Just do it. Retweet. Retweet. Do it. You'll just end up noticing that your social media gets more and more fluctuated with posts so that me and JT are doing trying to promote this. That's fine. Yeah, I'll, I'll do it. I'll leave it. I'll even give you guys an update in like six months. <laughs> if you really yeah, want. that would be great. That would be great.
And and if that ever happens, we have to have first exclusive rights for the interview after. Deal. Yes. Deal. Awesome. <laughs> but uh, uh, let me see. So yeah, like I said, that was all of my questions. Um, and Jax, you said that was your last question as well. Yeah. Sweet. Well, Aisha, it was so fun having you on O-Face Wrestling. I mean, I, we definitely got to learn a lot about you. I was really excited about this interview, so I'm glad we got to do it. Um, did you want to share your social media with all the listeners so they know where to find you? Okay, so you just type in at Big Fem Vader onto all the social media platforms and you get my Warner Brothers worthy WWE Mae Young Classic WOS TV Beautiful Face. Or you could just type in Aisha Raymond. There's only one. There is another one. There's only one. There's, There's only one. Only one. <laughs> that reminds me of the Highlander. A big thank you as well. Um, it's just been great to actually find out so much more about you. And I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, your progression with it, especially within this year. It looks like, you know, we're, we're fingers crossed, um, things uh, will start to kind of gradually go back to normal. I'm hoping that things will start picking up. Um, on on the wrestling side and hopefully we can follow your career a lot more hopefully thank you very much and if you guys if things open up and you finally get in scotland anytime soon you're welcome at a fierce female show oh i definitely will try to jump on board on that point at some point oh hell yeah and i definitely plan on following your career and i'm assuming that your merch is available for united states i think i might have to get one of them shirts as well i, I saw a thing on twitter i was like i like that so yeah, I'm gonna look into that as well. Yeah, where can, where where can we buy merchandise just so that we can actually just kind of let anyone else know? Oh, it's, it's pinned on my Twitter, but it's on. There's a German website, there's an American website, Promes and Tees. There's a Japanese, and all the photographs are there as well. But there's a pin post on my Twitter. Great, perfect. Oh. All right. Yeah. So everyone, make sure you check out her social media, her merch. Um, I will have all the links in the bio below. And also make sure you give us a sub on uh, YouTube. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. And thank you again, Aisha, for joining us today on O-Face Wrestling. No problem. Right. Bye, everyone. Yeah. Bye. <laughs>